0: So welcome to another edition of Bourbon Over Baseball. Uh, today, I don't have the bourbon. I'm trying to not drink while uh, my wife's pregnant. I'm gonna take a hiatus until she's done being pregnant, and then we'll both drink at the same time. So I think that's what I'll be doing until then. But so I'm missing the bourbon part, but I'll keep the baseball part alive here. Um, and today I got Peter, um, who is a showdown creator on the uh, Greatest Blogs as uh, a Greatest MLB Blogspot.com.
1: Yeah, uh, greatestmlbshowdown.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, happy to be here, Bob, and uh, making up for the bourbon you're not drinking tonight. There you so, go. That's, all works out.
0: That's better. Yeah, I want to be. I got all this bourbon downstairs. I just can't drink any right now. Well, it's not that I can't. I just chose to. Being a good mm-hmm. husband. Yes, yes. Being a yes. good husband. Yes. Um, so, basically, what we wanted to do here was to, uh, to create a podcast, not, not, to, not like the other ones I was doing before, which I was talking to the managers, but this time to actually um, break down some of the teams. And Peter's been creating this along with Matthew, who helps out with the statistics and stuff. He wants to, to, we both want to create this brand new, fully cohesive, all the cards for 2018. We want to be able to play with these. We want all the teams. Um, so, he's been putting together the set. He's been putting together the details, the statistics. I've been helping with the artwork. Um, helping my little bit on like defensive uh, rating speed but majority of the heavy lifting is done with Peter so I definitely wanted to get him on here Um this is as much his project if not more his project than mine so I'm glad that we are teaming up for this oh me too and
1: uh, I don't know if this project could come together without either of us yes. pitching in because it's just a, a monumental undertaking
0: <laughs> <That> it is <laughs>
1: My, my friends and I have been making charts for full sets for a couple years now, and we went all in again in 2017 and just finished up our uh, 30-game regular season for all 30 teams and, and are thick in it with the playoffs right now, but uh, it was just too heavy of an undertaking to make all the cards for, uh, for one person to do. So teaming up with you, Bob, has really helped make this possible because the cards look amazing and i can't wait to get them
0: yes yes we're gonna try to not only make these but uh get our own sets printed for ourselves and then obviously releasing all this to the public all you people listening and you guys will all have this access to free i know there's some people on twitter who are eager to get some of these cards uh, out and and see what what we've been creating so it's pretty cool and and it is cool also to see what Peter's been doing. I've been wa- reading his blog before, and then I was able to create sort of a template, and then he just went and took it to another level. So I think it's going to kind of be sweet to now get a whole 2018 set with all our favorite players, all our favorite teams, and they actually get down to playing it, and then seeing how Peter and his friends do in his league. I do a draft with my league, as some of you know known before. So it's going to be pretty cool to see how this, this goes forward, so...
1: Yeah, know, and uh, I love the variety of showdown play that we've got on the site yes. uh, between your mixed leagues and the sort of classic draft of 5,000-point team uh, a league, my friends and I doing full teams for one season, all battling it out, and then Matthew, who contributes a lot to the site, and his uh, his tournament-style yeah. showdown leagues, which I, is a I, little I, faster
0: and mixes the years up. No, I liked it too, yeah, and, and I love his content as well, and, and- He's much a part of this as anything. He's been helping with all, with all the stats, making sure we can even keep going at this pace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know if we'd be able to to get this done without him filling in on a lot of the hitters charts, and he's going to be helping out with relievers coming up soon here. So he's yeah. uh, he's been a big contributor.
0: Absolutely. Now... We were able to, uh, as you were doing the statistics, I was trying to just cut out players nonstop and, and get these people cut out. And once your statistics dropped for some of the teams, I was able to get one team together, which is my favorite team, the Cleveland Indians, which is also Matthew's favorite team as well. Um, so that's going to be the first one uploaded. And as you're probably reading this then, you would seeing the cards above and then hopefully listening to this podcast as well. But uh, we we have all the cards then for the Indians. They... they, they finished 91 wins i believe this year and uh not the best division to be in uh or i guess the easiest division to be in but yeah. it didn't prove themselves worthy when it came to playoffs so they they coasted to the playoffs but against 500 teams they were below par and that showed in the playoffs what was your thought of the cleveland indians in general before the the, the cards got created
1: uh, honestly, I didn't realize that they were so bad against teams <laughs> with many records last year. And I saw the ninety-something wins while Trevor Bauer was injured, and I kind of thought to myself, you know, Andrew Miller's out, Cody Allen will pick it up. They're still—they still have to be a really good team. Uh, I bought into the the Buster only hype before yeah. the playoffs began in terms of, oh, this is the team that's going to go on the run. And I think I got seduced by their 2,000 point rotation, Yeah. and believing that this was going to be one of the the best teams in showdown. When the bullpen is really bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we when you heard about it going into the playoffs, everyone was like, "their their starting pitching is going to be the the reason they get there." Their lineup is hit or miss. Um, some some parts are strong. It just depends on who shows up. Their their starting rotation is just ridiculous. And then their bullpen just falls off the map so it's a little disappointing so let's dive right into this um um, let's see if we want to do um the offense then we'll just start right down the list now the indians usually start off with francisco lindor leading off um this card looks phenomenal uh we got a big fan uh, of your cutout choice here yes this this is a spring training game he's got the arizona uh, Cactus League type thing on on his um, the Arizona Spring League in his on his hat. So eight on base speed fifth 19 uh, b shortstop plus five. He can homer at, at 16, which is realistic. I mean this he was yeah. crushing it, but he wasn't it wasn't as solid this year on his on bases in years past. But uh, I think one hell of a card. I mean this this guy yeah. is 440 points, but I don't see this guy not being drafted. And in
1: fact probably a first round pick yeah. for the the variety gives I think one of the the cooler sort of changes that we have to, to this set compared to other years is the, the numbering of the speed yes. and making 19B so I think I think we ended up doing anything below 15 was C yep 15 to 19 is B and then 20 plus is A yes. and that way you know, like the speed A guys are really deserving of that moniker. So, and big I, fan of that.
0: I agree, and uh, I know we're gonna get the hate. And uh, uh, for some of these people, when some people are uh, they think faster than others, and some people are slower than they think. Um, a big reason from that is it's not just stolen base speed or uh, or mm. foot speed. This is uh, ability to tag up, ability to advance on uh, on hits, ability to you know advance any any time uh, running the bases, running the bases speed. Um, this determines a lot of, actually, in showdown, too, when you're trying to tag up, trying to advance to an extra base. This is very important, so a guy that is realistically good should be realistically good in the showdown game as well.
1: And I think those sort of uh, reliance on metrics that go beyond the simple uh, baseball reference front page stats <laughs> yeah. and going into those deeper analytics mm-hmm. is also a key to the, in my opinion, improved, defensive ratings that we gave players beyond simple how many errors did they make in the season Yes, like you see in past cards from different creators
0: yes and and i already i mean i I uploaded some sneak peeks on a twitter and there was already people responding i feel like this guy's defense should be higher now i i get it it's gonna look like that for a lot of people but if you judge if you go and break down a lot of these uh stats you'll see that their defensive run save their position valuing it, I, I did it per player. You know, we're trying to break this down. I mean, I even had Peter here double-check all the uh, catcher arms, and a, a few of them did change, but as we'll see here. By you, and large, yeah, stayed pretty consistent. Exactly. This, this, You'll see later on that some of these people, you'll think that they look good, and I think it's a mental thing, but the showdown really kind of wakes you up when you look at their stats.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think one of the, the biggest things too, for bringing it back to Lindor in terms of waking up, he had such a much stronger season this year than last year. Yes. Uh, from 2017, he's up and on base without losing any of his power tier. Yeah. I believe in our 2017 set, he was an on-base 7 who homered at 15, and still just like, getting a single plus at 10. Yeah. With the 19 speed, plus 5, with an on-base 8, which... One of the things we tried to do in the set was suppress control yes. on the various pitchers, just to keep people from overwhelming uh, quite as much because it's it's always more exciting when you get your own chart. Mm-hmm. And we found in in years past, we just we were giving out way too many control fours and fives that just weren't deserved. And so this year, we we really went in on making sure that you earned a control five or six, Absolutely. and guy like who's in on-base eight is going to get a lot of charts. Yeah. Probably more than years past.
0: I mean, yeah, think about it. Now he gets he gets the advantage. He's only getting out at three. And then mm-hmm. anything, 50% of the time, he's almost always going to second base. Now, my league, I run the single plus a little different. Standard stolen rules are he gets a single and steals automatically. Mine is yeah. not automatic. I make them still try to earn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's just house rules. And everyone's rules are different, but – uh it's still going to be impressive to see a 50% basically on second base person. (laughs) He's a, he's a hell of a player. He's, Um, I think for sure. I think you're right. I think he's going first round pick. I mean, for somebody, he's very workable. He, he's going to be in someone's lineup. He's he's someone's team is building around this guy. He's just so solid defensively. Plus five. He's, he's, he's going to be there. Especially
1: Um, just position scarcity. Shortstop is a, uh, is an area that there's not a lot of offense. Corey Seager got injured, and that Mm -hmm. definitely dampened the amount of offensive players. So between him, Machado, and Trevor Story, those are going to be your three main options for a big bat in, uh, in the shortstop hole. And I expect all three to go... Fairly early on in drafts. Yeah,
0: this is in the days where of, of original showdown where you had Jeter, Nomar Para, you know, A. Rod, <laughs> you know, all these. Got A. Rod of- on the
1: Rangers was always the number one pick in our. Yeah, and our draft. He's, he's so good.
0: I think he's MVP right now through my halfway through my season. Um, wow. So quickly, then on to the second batter is Michael Brantley in the lineup. Uh, it looks like a very solid card. It's a nine on base overall. Nothing fancy here, but just very good, solid card. Affordable, afford absolutely. He he, number
1: six hitter type yeah, of guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to find his way into some lineups, um, and then after that, you're going to have uh, Jose Ramirez. Now this is where the Stuck. Indians' power comes in. This is the this is the big boy on the team this year. Uh, he was in the MVP race for a while. I don't think he's going to finish anywhere near the MVP. This is going to be a Trout uh, bets. Uh, race but uh, Jose Ramirez a 10 on base speed 20 switch hitter play two positions at plus fielding homer at 18 this is the guy you want your team he's a monster
1: (laughs) absolute monster but kind of an unfortunate disappointment to me Uh, maybe just because falling so closely along with the Indian season with you and Matthew but he was he had such a tear in the early part of the year and it seemed like getting to 40 home runs and therefore, earning an on base ten homer at seventeen card was a lock, and yeah. then he just fell off and barely missed it, keeping him at the eighteen to twenty home run range, yeah, and then um his double range also got slightly decompressed by his inability to finish super hot, yeah you know, only thirty eight doubles really thought he'd get to fifty, and so the the single plus helps him out, but I really thought it would be a Literal double at 13, home run at 17 card. So I'm a little disappointed Jose isn't a 600-point player.
0: Yeah, he had the ability going in just, just like a month after the All-Star break and then just fell off the map. <laughs> yeah. So, wrapped, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still going to be on someone's team. A-speed 10 is amazing, but... it could have been so much better.
1: Plus two position eligibility gives you a lot of flexibility if you take him early on in the draft. So you get to pick a third baseman or second baseman for cheap later. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of good things to like with Jose.
0: Yeah. My buddy told me about a a draft that we might be doing a little bit of a drinking draft where you, you blind pick out of a stack of cards and you have to put that person at a position if it's available. And if not, it goes into a discard pile. So it seems like a person that could play two position could be fun for the, uh, a drinking league like that. Which, or a drinking tournament is what he wants to do. I thought it would be kind of fun. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, next up, we have Edwin Encarnacion, who is the cleanup hitter. He's in the Indians for another year. Again, the year before, he was a monster. And then this year, struck out a lot. Didn't walk as much. His on-base went down. He's a, he's a truck. He But he's yeah. still homers. He's a seven on-base. He base. Stayed, in,
1: stayed in the same home run range yeah. as last year. Yep. But uh going from a 9 homer at 17 to a 7 homer at 15 is yeah. a big drop off in terms of getting rostered by a lot
0: of players. And this also uh, I think Indians fans will look at this and go this is exactly what they feel happened to Edwin. He was an mm-hmm. amazing player last year. You felt like this was like a great pick and then this year you were like what happened to him? So Yeah. This card shows exactly that. Um He's my- going to
1: be a terror against pitchers with low control. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're going up against a starter with control 2, control 3, Great to have in the lineup. Yep. Really going to struggle against the control five
0: guys. That, and he has to be your DH. He doesn't have his yeah. first base eligibility, which is going to hurt people. I mean, you're, you're rostering a guy uh, as a seven on base, but I don't know. You, you he, If you got him, he, he's got a chance.
1: Um, wow. Speaking of a guy who you probably won't roster, but at least his first base eligibility, Yonder Alonso with the plus one, yes. flashing the leather out there.
0: Yes, and that's why Edwin played DH. <laughs> yeah. Now the interesting thing here, and uh, I, you'll have to probably if you have the stats up, was that the Indians decided to get rid of uh, Carlos Santana. They let the mm. Phillies sign a six-year deal and pick up Yonder for a one-year deal, and I, they yeah. got good production out of someone for a one-year deal. But I think Santana, I think had like an eight-on base. I think yep. or is going to. So it just seems like when I look down actually at the real stats here, it's a little disappointing uh, how Yonder yeah, finished.
1: Carl Santana came in just under three hundred points on base eight, speed C, but Homer at eighteen double at fifteen, yeah, the same power tier for home run numbers, but just gives you a lot more consistency
0: yeah, I don't think anybody's rostering yonder Alonso to six on base, but again, first base plus one, like you were saying, it's nice, and he he's got some pop, but just i don't know it's tough. <laughs> it is tough um, who's that same with him? Melky Melky's after him, yeah. I I liked Melky a lot for the Indians this year. I thought it was a good pickup, but, you know, he, he he wasn't a stud. And this is where the Indians lineup just starts falling apart. You know, that on that first half, you were like, this is the team. And then here's Yonder, here's Melky kind of falling apart. We have Jason Kipnis after this, (sighs) just rough. I mean, Greg
1: Allen's got a lot of speed at least in the, uh, the eight hole, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a, it's a tough, tough lineup. Yes. Uh, definitely bolstered playing against a lot of the AL Central teams because you you look at uh, the low controls and the frankly awful pitchers that are going to be coming out of the Royals White Sox Mm -hmm. and Tigers as long as some really inconsistent pitchers for the Twins and it makes a lot of sense why this offense was able to put up some decent numbers during the season yes Uh, I think they ended up scoring over 800 runs yep
0: Lindor led the league in runs if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. and
1: they have a, a lot of guys who, who hit over 15 homers. Yep. But at the end of the day, the on bases are too low against teams like the Red Sox, oh, yeah. Astros, and Yankees. <laughs> the AL East. Really compete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole one. Maybe they win 80 games. Yeah. 85 games in the, the AL East.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with Greg Allen for an Indians fan is I think he's on the upswing. He he's yeah. young. He's hungry. We'll see what he can do forward. But right now, this is kind of what he is.
1: He's got the beautiful rookie yeah. uh, card
0: designation. Yeah, we're we're adding this in this year uh, for the rookie players, um, and hopefully, maybe something for whoever wins rookie of the year. We're going to have MVP symbols and Cy Young symbols that uh, Peter's going to put together for us. So all those will be done as well. Um, I already put it on Christian Yelich. As a Brewer fan, I'm confident. I don't know he's how he's going to get that. it. <laughs> All the stuff I've seen online says he's, like, 99%. Uh, it's yeah. really just the, the AL is who is it going to be, Trout or Betts. So, uh, I think it's Betts, but that's just me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think moving to the the last hitter and yep. the, the lineup, obviously, and, and you referenced this in the post, but perhaps the most controversial aspect of the Indians is Jan Gomes only being a plus-five R.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this guy... Um, if you thought about the Indians, you're like, Leon Gomes is throwing people out. And he does. He throws people out of first base. He's quick on the draw. But his his caught stealing percentage was down this year. His defensive rating behind home plate was down. Now I don't know if that's because the off-speed pitches are coming in like crazy from Trevor Bauer and everybody. Who knows? But it was down. It was way down. I mean, I had a plus five. You ran the yep. double, checked the numbers, plus five. We're not lying here. This guy is, yeah. it is way down. And so this It's guy, really disappointing. Yeah, you, you thought you probably could sneak this guy in uh for a big value pick with a huge arm and it's just not there this year.
1: Yeah, for uh for reference in the two thousand seventeen set that we have, he's a plus eight arm. And so Which you
0: would think is realistic.
1: Yeah, and so he's I think he's only uh he might even be less points or very similar point wise because his chart was not as good. Yeah, he picked uh, it up
0: uh, offensively at the end of the year.
1: But still, with the low on base, it makes you really hesitant to to draft him because it's hard to draft the six. Whereas Young (laughs) Gomes last year, as an on-base five with the plus-eight arm, it was 140 points, but that difference in arm is so big when you're drafting a catcher.
0: Yeah, and I I usually punt catcher a lot unless I'm Mm -hmm. taking a top-tier catcher. A six on-base plus-five arm is not going to cut it. I mean, you you, want to look at a plus-eight or above. If you've got anybody with 20-speed stealing, this is gonna hurt you. I mean, they're gonna just run all over this catcher, which is disappointing. Um, but that's the numbers don't lie. I mean, this yep. this was him. Um, his backup catcher could be even worse. <laughs> he's awful. Roberto um, had a tough uh, year. Yeah, look for my guy Roberto. Yeah, it, I mean, I look at him. He he's ten points. He speaks all about ten points. His whole chart says I'm ten points. Everything about him is is maybe a bench player if you're running a bench league. This guy is not draftable at all. <laughs>
1: he barely earned the plus-five arm at that. He had 25% Jeez. cut stealing, just barely squeaked into the plus-five range. Yeah. Ugh,
0: now, tough. Now let's talk about Rajay Davis, who we went back and forth with on points for this player.
1: Another beautiful-looking card. Yes.
0: <laughs> he is ready to take off. <laughs> he, and
1: that's, that's about what you'll use him for that's,
0: on a team. I think this guy is... Uh, a bench player and a pinch runner. A speed 23, topping out. He is a very fast player. He does have a little bit of outfield defensibility. Uh, his chart and on base says he's a plus 10, but if you look at his speed and a little bit of defense here, this is someone you actually could roster on your team, uh, which I think warrants the plus 20 extra points to make him a plus 30 player.
1: Yeah, and you won me over on yes. that. I didn't really consider his versatility off the bench and just pinch running him, but it's true, and he earns the extra 20 points as one of the fastest players in the league.
0: Yeah, if I had to roster a player, and I'm looking at Roberto Perez and Raja Davis, I'm taking Raja Davis all day. At least he gives me some, some ability off the bench. <laughs> uh,
1: but fortunately, everyone in the Indians' rotation yes. is rosterable.
0: Yes, break these down. These were these are one of your big star yeah. points. <laughs>
1: So uh, one of the things that I made sure to do this year was really compare all the starting pitchers and make sure they all fit together as a set. So that, uh, you know, comparing WIP and ERA for all the players together and putting them into tiers and breaking it down by control, making sure that we get a balanced, varied lineup of starting pitchers and a, a good distribution of uh of point totals and talent and the cleveland indians put guys in the top part of the um the league in all parts of the top 15 starting pitchers three of them are cleveland indians in terms of the, the tier rankings and we've got all four in the top 28 so these are just studs um obviously cory kluber unbelievable guy another great season out of him You've got he's a I always think of it in terms of tiers, which breaks down the number of outs and control. So uh, a control five guy with one to 16 out is a tier two, as would be a control four player with a one to 17 out and so on and so on. Indians have two tier two players, which is very rare. And uh, I think in this set, it's only the Indians and the Astros who do it. Makes and sense. most years, yeah. it's nobody. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we got Kluber at the top, great card, 5 on at 17, no home runs, 1-8 to eight strikeout, and then uh, even better than him this year, Trevor Bauer, oh, with yeah. the bigger strikeout rate, no doubles allowed, control 6, absolute, Titan, great to have at the start of your rotation. Yeah, I'm just looking at this guy for points.
0: sure. I mean, this guy looks like a yeah. huge draftable guy. Uh, six control guy that can go six innings, no downside, he's not giving up a double. The artwork I found of the uh again spring training game, very clear graph and this guy just it looks awesome. I, I'm yeah. super excited to have this card.
1: Yeah. And uh you know the the no double and the control six make it really easy to send him back out for a seventh and eighth inning oh, if yeah. you have good to point which, good point. Um I'm going to have to when I play with this <laughs> Cleveland Indians team <laughs> Good point, good point. <laughs> um, then you've got Carrasco, your classic David Cohn-type player, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with the 5 on at 16, much bigger strikeout range than Cohn had, and just a really solid, solid starting pitcher. Good number 2 option mm-hmm. for most teams, I think, when you're drafting. And I'm going to be a really big fan of this Mike Clevenger card for my draft. I love these Tier 3 guys, especially with Control 4, where you get the... Control four, walk at 17. Here we've got a guy with no doubles.
0: And value. Big walk range.
1: Yeah. Love him for 470 points.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this. you're right. And, and I'm actually really excited, too, to see how uh, n- next year's card comes, too. I think he's young, and he's going to get yeah. there. I mean, this is, you're right. I mean, this looks exciting. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the Indians rotation. And, again, like you said, you're keeping him out there longer because, um, as you made me cry on a text when you told me the statistics of the uh bullpen here i was hard to look at i i was i was very upset but i understand it and i know it because i've watched them (laughs) and i
1: fear for the indians rotation come my league when i'm playing with them as a whole because i'm going to rely so heavily on them to go innings past their their normal rates and you know once they start dropping controls Bad things tend to happen. Just yep. like, you know, in real life, once you go through the, ro- uh, the the order two times and you're facing them for the third time through the lineup, that's when the trouble really starts to kick in. And yep. I'm afraid for their ERA and whips in my league once the seventh and eighth inning rolls around.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, so break down then. Um, start with the two good Indians relievers that they got in their trade for uh, the San Diego Padres for Francisco Mejia.
1: Yeah. Uh, So it ended up being a huge trade. I remember at the time you and I discussed whether or not uh, it was a good trade. And I was really reluctant to give up on Mejia if I'm the Indians. One of the the cool things that will be discussed on the blog with my current league is we made minor league players for all the teams with uh, potential charts that would happen for progression when we end the season. And Francisco Mejia's top-notch rating is an on-base 10 catcher with a good arm who's got some pop. And I I looked at him and I say, oh, man, in my league, I used him as the centerpiece to get Madison Bumgardner. I don't know if this is is worth it for Brad Hand. Well, now that I saw the rotation uh, being supported by this bad of a bullpen, I have to say I've come around to thinking Mejia was a good deal because – this is a terrible bullpen. Brad Hand, though, very solid. Another tier three guy. Huge strikeout range, one to eleven. So you get your chart. More than half the time, you're going to strike the other guy out. That's great value. Um, gives up a double, but two walks, seventeen, eighteen. Should be a really good reliever.
0: Yeah, and, uh, in, and in real life, the Indians relied on him a lot. They actually had him close a couple games. They, have to. It, was, it was a great. It was a great move. They got him and Adam Simber. Um, Simbers. Yeah. Lower
1: control, lower control guy, uh, control two lets on at eighteen. Not someone I think a lot of people will draft. You know, when you're looking at your bullpen, you tend to want to to get guys to minimize the harm. Mm-hmm. And I think the risk of a control two is going to scare me away. Yeah, but if you're just trying to fill out a roster for a hundred points, if you want a fourth or fifth guy in your bullpen that you're going to bring in against the bottom of the order and sort of strategically use him against the on base five and sixes that are gonna end up populating the back end of road, of lineups
0: and hoping for the best against them, well, then he might be a decent option. Yeah. I mean you're 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 taking him because he's a hundred points and hoping yeah. that you don't have to use him much, but if you do, you know, you get the one through seventeen out, you're facing the bottom of the lineup. I mean I think that's the only way you can draft him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh unfortunately the rest of the bullpen probably won't be picked unless you're in uh, (laughs) desperation mode for a for a cheap option or some kind of
0: crazy diehard Indians fan
1: oh (laughs) yeah it got really bad and no one was more surprised by this than I was when I was filling it out but first you've got Dan and then you've got Neil and then you've got poor Cody (sighs) all of which give up a home run off their own chart. With low uh, control. Uh, <laughs> and I had to... I, I, I was that meme where the guy does the double take with his eyes, incarnate, when I looked at the baseball <laughs> reference page for home runs per nine innings. Um, a peek behind the curtain, pitchers get a home run off their chart if they give up 1.5 home runs per nine inning or more, and all three of them, who the three most used Indian relievers listed on baseball reference, all... Uh, over that rate. Cody at the 1.5, Dan at 1.8, and Neil at a staggering 1.9. Wow! And uh, what's really tough is if they had not traded for Hand and Simber, they would have had Josh Tomlin (laughs) on the roster, who gave up a preposterous 3.2 home runs per 9 innings, which would have given him 2 home runs off his own chart which was workshop by Matthew yep. and would have just made their uh bullpen easily the worst I've ever seen. This is already terrible. Yeah. But boy, it yeah. could have been worse somehow.
0: For any of you diehard uh blog readers, you'll probably see Matt's old post if you dig through. He he made a Josh Tomlin card. I think it was negative points. It was kinda yeah. a jokey card, but it the stats are real. I mean, he was so bad and every oh. Indians fan knows when he went in, you just shook your head you were scared you put your hands on your face i mean this is bad
1: Uh, he somehow pitched 70 innings
0: yeah i and i think that just goes to
1: show how desperate the indians were for for guys just to finish out games Mm -hmm. and i guess in the the al central you get big enough leads against chicago detroit and kansas city you can afford to put josh tomlin out there give up a few home runs and call it a game
0: yeah it's going to be interesting next year too with um I think we were talking before that they might have Carlos Carrasco jump in the bullpen for next year. They have Plunko and Bieber as these two young starting pitchers that they can bring yeah. up. They they need help, and uh, we'll see what they make some moves in the offseason. But for now, this is what the Indians look like. Um, we're going to be doing this for uh, hopefully all the teams. Hopefully it'll be quicker than this. This is our first time going yeah. at this, and uh, we just want to make sure we go through thoroughly and see how your uh, your you the fans are reacting to this and how you like it. And we'll make this – better in every every podcast hopefully going forward i think the next one hopefully will be peter's uh brewers which look a lot better than the indians and uh and he can have fun with that one for sure Um, yeah
1: uh the brewers will be 4800 points a little more than the indians who came in this year just over 4600 points which definitely lower than expected but not as bad as they could be when you consider their bullpen is a whopping 280 points for five <laughs> pits. <laughs>
0: yeah and you guys will see there's some relievers that have more points than that <laughs> yeah okay with that being said i think well we're gonna wrap up here and i hope you guys all enjoyed
1: uh yeah thanks for having me on bob
0: and i will drink two bourbons in your honor tonight thank you so much have a great night
1: thanks you too